welcome to Complete Awfulness, a podcast that will most definitely live up to its name in uh, probably about the first five minutes of the first episode. Episode W-O-N, we are in denial. We are, well, I mean... The Packers I, I are think, in the Super Bowl. I think my denial has passed. It's been enough time now. I was in denial for like eight days, and, and now it's day nine, and I think I'm a little less in denial. Um, it basically happened overnight. Do you think that it's fair that the Bucks get a home game for the Super Bowl, and Tom Brady gets Do to... Do I think that it's rigged? Fair. Oh, I thought you said rigged. Oh. I, I could. What's the difference? I'm Quinn Abelson, and uh, I'm joined today by my co-host, Kyle Baker, and we are here to talk about the Packers, um, and other things, and also nothing at all. So today we're going to talk about how oh, yes. the Packers got uh, absolutely shit-stomped by, um, Again. by the Bucks in the NFC Championship game. They made a game out of it. Um, <clears throat> most of you know this. It happened uh, 10 days ago, and... We're a little late to the party. We're also going to talk about the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And uh, here in our inaugural episode of Complete Awfulness, a Packers podcast, we are going to talk about the Green Bay Packers. So that is our promise to you. Um, and uh, that's that's what we're going to do. And I'm still hurting. I'm, I'm still hurting from the loss. Uh, was... Yeah, I, I basically have drank it off uh, yeah. almost every night. Uh... Yeah, <clears throat> I, I, uh, I, I would try to sleep it off, but I would wake up with night terrors. <laughs> um, over the last two weeks, I've probably gotten. Can I talk about how much I hate Tom Brady yet? We're allowed to talk about how much we hate Tom Brady. No, as there's, much as there's we no want. we. There's no we in this. Nobody hates. Tom I mean, Brady. no, I don't. I don't really hate Tom Brady that much. I, I, I hate the idea of Tom Brady. You know, I feel like um, I feel like I hate uh, Tom Brady metaphorically. Um, I I hate the idea of somebody winning um, a shitload of Super Bowls for the AFC and then coming to the NFC and in his first season just rolling through the playoffs and, and getting to the Super Bowl um, without even playing that great, you know, like obviously three picks against the Packers. Um, so it, it annoys me. It, but at the same time, it, it feels like such a storybook situation. You know, it's like this... Oh, you mean like he's, it's rigged? He's, he's almost like a living legend at this point. Like he doesn't even exist he's kind of just like this this uh social uh construct you know this this guy that just keeps trashing the nfl and making it to the super bowl and when he's he's basically like the um uh the the celtics uh what was the celtics of the 60s um i i can't remember his name (laughs) Bill, Bill, something. <laughs> oh, are you talking about? Uh, it, yeah, you know who I'm talking the, the about. The greatest champion of all time. Yeah, he has eleven rings. Um, Bill Russell. Bill Russell. That's right. Bill Russell. Bill Russell. I, I was stuck on Bill Walton. I know that it wasn't Bill Walton because Bill Walton only won. I don't know. I don't know how many championships Bill Walton won, uh, but none as much as Bill Russell. Um, but Tom Brady is basically like the Bill Russell of the NFL, uh, except it's happening in the in the two thousands and seventeen. Why is it that Boston is so much better at sports than New York? I, like being a California wow, person, I don't I understand. Didn't even think that to put the two together. That yeah, the Patriots. Yeah, obviously that's why I brought up Bill Russell's because no <laughs> the Patriots play in Boston and right, yeah, leading yeah, into no, that's, that's great points. Fantastic transition. Um, <laughs> so welcome to the Boston podcast where we talk about all things Boston. Being from California, of course, yeah, we know um, everything about the East Coast. We're about as far away from Boston as you can get while being in the same. Country I can point out Rhode Island with my eyes closed. On a map? Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. On a globe. On a, really? On a life size globe. I, you could throw a dart at a globe yeah. from a 10 meters away and hit Rhode Island? Yes. That's that's how well go I know on, East Coast. You should go on America's Got Talent with that sort of thing. You know, that's like... Yeah. I, I would... But I'd rather be on California's Got Talent. That's not a real show. No. No, it's not. So you imagine yourself on a fake show. Well, yeah, I think the NFL's fake, so why not? Yeah, okay. So And that brings us to our next point, um, which is that everything is rigged. Nothing is real. Reality is a lie. Why do we participate in the sport? Why haven't well, we picked something else yet? Where I mean, are, do you know why? 
Because the XFL and the A, what was it, the AAF? A, the, A, A, the Alliance of American Football. Yes. Yes. The they, got, they got fucked. And, and I was a big fan of both of those. Dude. Leagues. I picked teams. I was San Diego Fleet, mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. Yeet Fleet. Shout yeah. out to all my Yeeters out there. <laughs> and then the, uh, the, the, the Kansas City uh, Battle Hawks. The Battle Hawks. Uh, I think, no, St. Louis Battle Hawks. Sorry. St. Oh, Louis. yeah. Okay, okay. Got the got wrong, wrong Missouri uh, City. Uh, St. Louis Battlehawks. Um, they had Jordan Taumu, who's like the practice squad quarterback for mm-hmm. the Chiefs. <laughs> What's a better example of a, monop- a monopoly than the NFL? You can't well, have any other goddamn links N- with aside from college, which those students are actually they're basically slaves. Uh, well, yeah, because they can't get paid and they're doing work for free. And oh, you're gonna get a scholarship that you're never gonna use. Yeah, and then uh, you're, you're not going to have an education to fall back on when your body is broken in uh-huh. five years. All that education you get, that you can you know, cut out of your head. The uh, the average career length of an NFL player is like, what, two, three seasons, something like that, and then you retire. And if that, and I mean, you might be on a practice squad the whole exact, time. Exactly, so, yeah. Wonderful. Good job. So um, we've, we've veered a little off topic. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, the greater point here is that Tom Brady... Um, is just really darn good at making championship games, and that makes me really, really darn upset. Um, so here we are again, uh, another season with Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, another season where the Packers lost in the championship game for the f- fourth, fourth, or time f- fourth time in the last seven years. You got 2014, 2016, 2018, and 2020. <laughs> every every other year, or no, 20 sorry, 2019 and 2020. Mm-hmm. Back to back, back to back. Yeah, of yep. course. Um, so, so here we are. Here we are again. Um, and uh, and honestly, I think that the Patriots have. I mean, sorry, the Patriots, the Tom Brady's, the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay. I think they have a pretty good chance of upsetting the Chiefs. Yeah, I saw the odds. It was like uh, you know three and a half for KC, mm-hmm. and that you know what was uh, what's his face saying about like you know if you have a home game you basically get the three or three and a half yeah so like maybe they're actually favored six which kind of would make more sense to me I think it's pretty much a game between the Bucks D and the Chiefs offense I yes. think that the Chiefs D and the Bucks offense are kind of going to balance each other out and and that's exactly what people said about Super Bowl uh, 53 Patriots Rams um Obviously, the Rams' potent offense that year, and the Patriots had an amazing defense, stacked defense. I think you rode that defense in fantasy all year. Um, yeah, I think that was fifty-three. Maybe that was fifty-two. I don't remember exactly fifty-three. Let's say fifty-three, um, and that game ended up being thirteen to three. You know, Patriots uh, shut them down, and I think that the Bucks, you know, they have a really good front four, um, really good uh, pass rush. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers got sacked, what, five times? At least five. Five, six times, something like that. I'm not looking at the stats right now. I probably should be um, as a professional. I should be looking at the stats of that game. But not I'm professional until you make a buck, dude. Oh, yeah, no. We're, we are the definition of non-professional, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty good game. Uh, but we'll talk more about the Super Bowl later. Um, first, uh, we're just going to do a little... Uh, roundup of uh, news, uh, not really news. We're not really breaking news to anybody right now. We're just going to talk about some things that have been happening around the league. More breaking wind. Um, off season has basically already started. I'm going to ignore that fart joke and uh, talk about the teams that have decided to start their <laughs> off season uh, about a week early. Um, so first things first. Got to talk about Stafford and Goff. I think that's the biggest one. Man, um, good for Stafford. Hey, good for the Lions. And good, good for, for Stafford. Staff. Good for the Lions. You know, don't give a damn about well, the Rams. Well, the Lions adopted Jared Goff's massive contract. Yeah. But they also got a nice nice batch of draft picks. Um, I was watching uh, That's Good Sports, and uh, he pointed out something that you know a bunch of people have pointed out, but the amount of draft picks that Jared Goff is worth at this point. Um, because the Rams traded picks to get that pick, the draft that they got Goff. Which I totally forgot about. Yeah, and it was something like two firsts, a second and a third. And but then, that was with Jeff Fisher, though. Yes. Who, he was just hired to move the team out of St. Louis. Because he did the same thing with, what, Tennessee or yeah, whatever? Yeah, he carried that team on his uh, on his goatee, and he uh, <laughs> walked all the way from St. Louis to uh, L.A. He took Route 66, yeah. passed through, you know... Uh, 
all the great iconic abandoned Southwest American cities on the way. Um, it's a beautiful drive. I actually did that drive recently. I'm sorry. Um, no, it was fantastic. Driving, like, we weren't on Route 66. Route 66 has been largely uh, dismantled. Um, and Interstate 40, I think, is the one that kind of replaced it. Um, maybe it's Interstate 10. It's one of the one of the big interstates that crosses the country. But it goes all the way through the southwest. passes through, you know, Albuquerque and Phoenix. And, uh, and Jeff Fisher has a lot to do with that. Yeah, Jeff, that's Jeff Fisher's fault. See, <laughs> Jeff Fisher is the reason that Route 66 is no longer part of American iconography um, because he took the Rams out of St. Louis. So Route 66 died with the St. Louis Rams, and here we are now in 2021, um, and the Rams got rid of their starting quarterback. Although by the end of the season, he was the backup. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a bum hand. Yeah, his thumb. Yeah, his thumb. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh... I mean, props to him for coming back so fast because I don't think that the phalanges heal all that. No, quickly, I've really. I've had messed up thumbs before um, from uh, from gaming too hard on the on the Nintendo sixty four. Mm-hmm. Um, You've had a rough life. Oh yeah, no, it's been injury after injury, usually video game related. You know, like I, I throw the controller at the ground and it hits my foot, breaks my toe. You know, that's yeah two weeks right yeah. there. You mm-hmm. know, um, nothing but empty. From this you know, I'm really glad. I all I want is sympathy. Mm-hmm. Honestly, at the end of the day, for all the hardships I've been through, um, and uh, I expect that and nothing else. Sure. So, um, the uh, the Lions ended up, I think, kind of winning this trade. Um, even yeah. though the the Rams are probably going to have more immediate success with this trade, obviously. Um, Stafford's going to fit into that offensive system. He's got strong arm, sharp, accurate passer, um, and he's smart. Uh, he's a really good, like, hurry-up quarterback. Yeah, I'm wondering if that, like, is really going to be the case. Because, like, I mean, oh, if you talk, like, fantasy football, people can be drafting Stafford high because of the, mm-hmm. all the potential. But I'm wondering, okay, like, if you look at careers, Andy Dalton had a very similar or has a very similar career to Matt Stafford in mm-hmm. the sense that he went from a – Bad ownership, horrible franchise. To now, he's going to go somewhere where they're an established winning culture. Well, the Cowboys—they were an established. I, well, when you said bad ownership and bad franchise, I thought you were talking about the Cowboys at first. And uh, yeah, yeah. Well, current like, current Cowboys. Current yeah, Cowboys. But no, I'm saying okay. So so you get a thirty-something-year-old, young thirties, but mm-hmm. still older than you'd prefer, and you go to a a better organization yes. with the quote marks, and uh, he didn't do a damn thing. Well, really. I mean, he. But that's Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones, you know, like they have not built a team that can capitalize on the success. Uh, but they have talent on that. Like, look, look at their wide they receivers. Have, they have some talent. They have a couple good defensive players. But Andy Dalton didn't do they anything. They have the worst strength and conditioning coaches in the league, I imagine. Um, they should have, you know, Jer- uh, uh, Dak Prescott should have been drinking more of that whole milk with the vitamin D added. <laughs> Give himself the strong bones. Sleep on his Tempur-Pedic more often. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. notice in those Tempur-Pedic commercials, um, you can never see uh, the his leg below the knee. Um, oh, right. Even when he's sitting, like, on that on that uh, overhang or whatever, his his leg is, like, hanging down. Um, this is something I noticed, you know. I'm probably a coincidence, but... Next time you see that commercial, just pay attention to his uh, to his leg. I'll do my the, best. The Whenever the State Farm commercials broke. aren't on, I'll see if I can sneak in a deck. Oh, one. yeah. I, you know, my favorite thing about the State Farm commercials is that sometimes they'll show, like, a football game in between the State Farm commercials. Um, it'll be, like, 18 State Farm commercials and then two minutes of a football game and then back to 18 State Farm commercials. So it's nice to get that little break from the State Farm to watch football mm-hmm. sometimes. But... For the most part, I'm not a big fan of the State Farm commercial programming. Right, but like running it back to you know Stafford, I just I'm wondering if the same thing's going to happen in Dallas. That is, I think the same thing is going to happen to Dak Prescott. I think that he's going to end up leaving Dallas to go to a better organization with a more winning culture. Um, and I say this as a huge Dak Prescott fan. You know, you know he's like my favorite player. Mm-hmm. I hate that he plays for the Cowboys. It breaks my heart. I love Dak Prescott, and I think he's probably going to go somewhere. You can call him by his full name, though, if you want Dakota to. Dakota Rain. If you want to be a real um, fan. Honestly, like, pss, maybe the Packers should go after him and, you know, just like, Aaron's getting pretty You're old. ridiculous. 
And uh, Dax, Dax got a strong body, maybe weak ankles and and uh, shin bones, but other than that, like maybe, m- just maybe, I don't know. Um, so yeah, the 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 Lions ended up getting three draft picks along with Jared Goff's contract. Um, 2021 third round, uh, 2022 first round, 2023 first round. Right. Which are all great. And, you know, maybe those will end up being high picks uh, down the down the road. But a first round draft pick is a first round draft pick. We see good players going in the bottom of the first round all the time. So, so those are going to end up being good for the Lions as long as they can capitalize and turn those draft picks into talent. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Probably end up still drafting a quarterback. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Jared Goff, honestly. I don't really see him as the future of the Lions, but I am excited that he's in the division now because mm-hmm. it's just you another uh, quarterback to play against Green Bay every every uh, two times a year. He's going to be the favorite guy to sack on Green Bay's D, uh, D-train, dude. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I, he's a freaking statue. I He's love a six seeing, foot four statue. I love seeing Kirk Cousins get sacked. I love seeing uh, uh, Mitch uh, Mitchell uh, Tabruski mm-hmm. uh, get sacked. If you didn't watch the uh, wild card uh, Saints Bears game on Nickelodeon, uh, you were doing the wild card round wrong. Um, that was the greatest televised event that I've ever seen in my life. So wait, they because uh, I didn't watch all. I just saw some highlights. So, Did they have kids y- yes. telling you how the Oh, game yes, works. Yes. So okay. there is there was a the booth was like uh Ian Eagle's son, who I don't remember the name of, but dude's like twenty five years old and he has an amazing voice. Um and then the, then then the color commentator I don't remember who it was. Might have been Keyshawn. I I don't know. Uh he was doing a great job too, explaining the game in a very like kid friendly way, kind of relating everything to like school stuff. It was really funny. And then they had a third commentator in the booth who was like a 14-year-old girl. Um, and then they have somebody on the field. And then they had the sideline reporter was like a 14-year-old boy. Right. And, okay, and that he is the one who announced uh, Mitch, I think, Trubisky. Because uh, at the end of the game, you know, the Saints obviously won uh, and Trubisky didn't have the best game. He threw a touchdown at the very end. An amazing grab by um, yeah. And from what I heard, that screwed over Jimmy every G. better that better yes. in that game, which yeah, is it did. pretty funny. Uh, Jimmy G snagged it with one hand, ran off the field, never to be seen again. Um, and then, so all during the game, they had like voting online to pick the MVP, the Nickelodeon Valuable Player of the Game. Um, and uh, the good boys uh, at Reddit decided to bombard the votes <laughs> with votes for Mitch Trubisky. Um, and he ended up winning the MVP, and the 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 kid sideline reporter uh, announced it. He was like, "And I'm proud to announce the MVP of the game is Mitchell Trubisky." And now he's MVP forever, probably the the first and only Nickelodeon valuable player. I I really hope that they do another game on Nickelodeon. It was so much fun to watch. They had graphics. You know, like Slime Slime Zone. Slime Zone. Mm -hmm. Um, They had, uh, uh, like, clips from SpongeBob SquarePants where they were, like, explaining basic concepts of football. And they had the kid from Young Sheldon uh, coming up to explain penalties whenever there was a flag thrown. It was was pretty funny. Uh, It was definitely a novelty. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, more 25-year-olds watched it than 10-year-olds. I have two questions about that. One... Every girlfriend I've ever had that asked me a football question didn't come away after my explanation understanding anything better. Do you think that the education is effective, and do you think that this will actually attract young people to the game of football? I think that it'll attract people who want to be attracted to it. I think that it's like, if, you want, if, you, if you're interested in getting into football, this would be something great. But like, it's not going to change anyone's mind who, who's like, I'm not interested in football. I don't think this is going to get any kids like on that side of the fence over on the other side of the fence. But I, I do think it's effective. Like, when I was 10, 11 years old, I liked football, but I didn't really understand it that well uh, beyond the basics. Um, and so I would have totally watched this when I was 10 or 11, and I would have enjoyed it so very, very much. I think I would have loved it. So for a kid like me, it would have been perfect. Um, but I, I don't know. And I don't know what kids are like these days. They're all listening to trap music and, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, kids... 
they grow up they grow up a lot faster these days. You know, when I was ten, I was watching Nickelodeon. Ten year olds these days are probably watching rated R films. <laughs> no, they're they're watching basically uh, the guy that did Blue's Clues. Oh yeah. Uh, but instead of that, he tries to teach you how to f- tell what color is green. Oh. Yeah, I well, forgot his name. He wears like Joe overalls. Steve. No, no, he has a really, really stupid name, and I can't remember it. And it's a really good thing that oh. I can't remember it. But well, what's his face? His kid watches that all the time, and uh, he's a man child. Oh, okay. Well, that's he's good. He's a terrible Every... influence, and uh, oh, well, that's bad. Honestly, Sesame Street and Power Rangers. See, they need were to bring back Fred right Rogers, Mister Rogers. Man, he was the he was the man. Even you're too young to know who that. I, I don't even. They know who showed Mister Rogers into. They, I, they had who it the on people PBS. in your neighborhood guy. Yeah, they showed yeah, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood on TV all the time when I was a kid. I'm old. I never saw that, dude. I never saw that show. Really? Just, my dad had to tell me about it, and they sing really? the song, and I, I've never seen it. I have no idea who he is. Yeah. Oh man, it was a good show. Doesn't he? Doesn't he wear the same getup that uh, it, Rogers wore on Jeopardy? Like the sweater and everything. It was like a red sweater vest, something like not a sweater vest. It was a red cardigan. Um, yeah, Cardi, and, uh, I don't know about Cardi B. And yeah, it was he? He was a big influence on Cardi B. I'm sure. No doubt. So back to the uh, Goff Stafford trade. Um, yeah, there so were there were some other teams in the mix uh, to to get Stafford. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, a lot of teams have quarterback needs. Stafford's only contingency to the Lions during the trade uh, was to, that he didn't want to go to the Patriots, <laughs> which I think is so. Fan. I know it's so funny, you know, considering that he was uh, working for um, Matt Patricia for a few years. Uh, it must have really soured him on the Patriots organization and Bill Belichick coaching tree. Well, I'm just wondering as an NFL fan, is it like standard procedure to just naturally hate the Patriots for all they've done to this horrible league? Um, I think at this point, yeah, because it started off, you know, just Raiders fans hated the Patriots and then um, Eagles fans kind of joined in and eventually Colts fans got there too. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Steelers fans obviously... Uh, a lot of AFC teams that lost to them Ravens. over the years. Ravens. Uh, and then, you know, the NFC teams. The only Probably the only fans that don't hate the Patriots are New York football Giants fans. Um, um, they're probably pretty fond of the Patriots. They might be their second favorite team. That is a great point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't hate the Patriots. I know that. Um, I just hate that they've won so many Super Bowls. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, not logically, but emotionally. It's like the same way that I feel about the 49ers. You know, like, it, it's just, it, it's something that gives fans more ammo to torment you with. As Packers fans, you know, we only have four Super Bowl titles to our name. Only so, four. Only four. Right. So you got, like, the, the Niners with five. Tell a Vikings fan only four and see how mad he gets. Well, we're not here to talk about losers. We're here... <laughs> Speaking of the Vikings, um, uh, want to wish, wish a very happy birthday to Fran Tarkenton. Uh, in case you didn't know, it is Fran Tarkenton. Fran Tarkenton's birthday today. Right Fran Tarkenton, of course, Hall of Fame quarterback um, and uh, proud owner of zero Lombardi trophies. Um, he was a great quarterback. I think he played his entire career in Min- Minneapolis. No, he didn't. Don't say it. No, he, no, he no. They had to bring him back. Oh, yeah. they brought him back? They had to bring him oh, back. Oh, that's right. He left and then they brought him back. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. were like, oh, oops. Yeah, they were like, oh, no, we we made a mistake. Oh, uh-huh. uh, yes, he played for the New York football giants. Right. Oh. Um. Yeah, he was sort of like a Russell Wilson prototype. Yeah. He ran around a lot in the backfield and made, like, crazy circus throws. Uh, um, Absolute and beast. for a player in, like, the 60s and 70s, he and, was probably the most fun to watch back, and, back then. And he did it on the Vikings, which, like, if you do anything on the Vikings, you're the greatest player in the league. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of players... The Vikings have had some pretty good players, like AP, you know, you got, like, oh, yeah. Ray Moss, you got the... Uh, the NFC North has either your duds or stars, yeah. like, kind of thing. You're either Calvin Johnson or you're freaking, uh... What's that guy that did the fumble on the Packers? Uh, I keep forgetting. Uh, Brandon Bostic? Brandon Bostic. Wow. Why did you make me think about that? I already mentioned the 2014 NFC Championship game. Um, Maybe that's we weren't why. supposed to. We weren't supposed to talk about that. Moving on to the next subject, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the... Um, oh, yeah, really quickly, I wanted to talk about how the uh, Rams allegedly called the Packers to try and trade for Aaron Rodgers, and the uh, top dogs at Green Bay uh, shut down the phone call, mm-hmm. basically hung up on uh, Stan Kroenke. 
Is that his name? Uh, sounds right. Yeah, the owner. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, know yeah. why the owner would be calling about a trade, but that's what happened. Rams uh, tried to pull Kevin Durant. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's about it for news. There's a little whisper on the wind about uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo trade, um, but the Niners have said that there's really nothing there. They want a first-round pick, or, or the Vikings want a first-round pick, and the Niners aren't really willing to give that up, uh, even though Shanahan really, really, really likes Kirk Cousins. Yeah, well, they should have got him whenever they had the chance before. The well, they tried. Team. Yeah, they yeah. did. Well, they didn't uh, try they very were, hard. Well, they, they didn't offer him. Obviously, if you offer two firsts and a third, you might get somebody, but they didn't do that. Yeah, but I mean, like, the Vikings just totally sold out for Kirk Cousins, and it totally paid off for the rest of the NFC North. So, um, uh, <laughs> so now we're going to talk about uh, the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, it is going to be a game that occurs uh, this Sunday. Yeah, um, and I, uh, I, I plan on not remembering the second half. Yeah, yeah, same. I feel kind of the same way about this Super Bowl as I did about the 2011 Super Bowl, uh, the second Giants Patriots Super Bowl. Oh well, I mean, at least like this Super Bowl is another Super Bowl that I have somebody to root for, even though I don't care about their franchise at all. Yeah, that Super Bowl, I was. Um, I was working, uh, I, I requested a shift that day because I was like, ah, I don't want to watch this. I just worked. Mm. Um, I guess it ended up being a good game. I've seen some highlights from it. <laughs> I've never really gone back to watch that. I know the Patriots lost. I know that... Uh, uh, Plexico Burris Plexico happened. Burris had a really nice sideline catch. I've, mm-hmm. seen, I've seen that happen a few times. Yeah, and that, uh, yeah. that guy that nobody knows his name did the helmet catch. That was, that was the other one. Yeah. That was the other Super he Bowl. He never had a career after that catch. That was a, that was the other Super Bowl. Oh. That was 2007. I watched that one. Listen to us. Complete awfulness, by the way. Yes. Got all the factual, this is Complete Awfulness, the fake podcast. News. Um, we're talking about the NFL, with which we are very knowledgeable. Yes. So, um, uh, the Super Bowl is going to be a game, I think, uh, uh, that the Buccaneers are going to win. Right. I think that it's going to be <clears throat> like a... Seventeen to twenty-four, okay. uh, Buccaneer victory. I think the defense is really going to give Patty Mahomes a hard time, um, and I think that they're just going to come up short of a comeback late in the game. Right. So, so, and I, I'm I don't probably going to be way off on this. I don't understand why you think that. What team has ever held Patrick Mahomes to seventeen points? The even Aaron Rodgers scored more than that. And the Chiefs have wide receivers. Buccaneers are just going in with all the confidence right now. Their defense is... Confidence, yeah. They have a home game. They have, it's a home game. They they're going to be playing the, in front of, you know... Their, deflator cheater. The, they're going to cheat somehow, and the referees are going to... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Pay and Tom Brady is going to ride off into the sunset. Um, no, of, no. I see I don't see this as him winning and then retiring. No, like no. He's not going to retire. He's going to ride so. off into the sunset. No, no, no. See, this, this, is, this is how it's going to go. It's going to be 51 to 50, and... Tom Brady is going to pass the torch to Patty Mahomes at the end of the game. At the end of the game, he's going to literally hand him a flaming torch. He's going to and, and he's say, gonna say hey, "This is your hey, league, Patrick. Now. This is what I think about now, you." And he's going to set yeah, him on fire. You start paying the zebras now. Yeah. That way, everything that you do, you know, whenever you get a neck injury, they'll just call it a concussion, and then you're fine a day later. You know, same thing with Tom Brady. You know, so so yeah, so they're going to start. Given Mahomes everything, which they already started doing. I mean, doing. that's kind of been the status quo for the last two years. Every, the ref gave Patrick Mahomes 50 touchdowns in his first season. I mean, right. can you, like they just handed him 50 passing touchdowns in his first season as a starter. And I think that that's just absurd. And I can't believe that they did that. You know, and it's really crazy. Like, whenever you don't have a running back, a la uh-huh. 2010 Packers, yeah. you just have to throw the ball every single All down. Every single down. That's kind of what the, the, the situation Mahomes is in. They even tried to give him a first round running back and Le'Veon. And back. it doesn't matter because he never and do anything. LaShawn McCoy. Uh, oh, God. I forgot yeah. about him. Jesus. Yeah, you forgot about LaShawn. Mm-hmm. You motherfuckers act like they forgot about LaShawn. But <laughs> I didn't because he was my favorite player on your, for a long time. On your fake team. Fantasy, yeah. My fantasy team uh, never won anything, and LaShawn McCoy was my best player. Um, uh, but, but you remember your fantasy name whenever you had him. It was LaShawn McConnery. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty good name. Stellar. It was excellent. Yeah, we had just watched The Rock um, yes, and, not, uh, not not Dwayne. Johnson. No, not Dwayne the Rock Johnson. We just watched The Rock. Uh, it's a Michael Bay film, right? Which I had never seen. No, I had never seen it either. And oh. we watched it on TV, and it was censored. Right. They, yeah. They didn't censor. You must never hesitate. They didn't censor that dude getting stabbed in the neck and the throat with a knife thrown by Sean. Yes. Connery. 
Um, and, and now every time I see Sean Connery, I want to I want to call him Sean McConnery. I just feel like his name should be McConnery instead of Connery. Connery doesn't quite sound right anymore. Um, and, and the last thing I want to say about the Super Bowl is that I'm just I'm really happy for Bruce Arians. And um, that's and that's all. Yeah, I'm not. I don't care <laughs> about Bruce Arians. I think he's fat. I think Andy <laughs> Reid's fat. Well, no, there's nothing. They're they're old dudes. You know, when you when you get older, your body starts to change. It's kind of like going through puberty again. Mm-hmm. You know, like your body, you, you know, you're going like, through changes. Like a man, menopause. It's menopause exactly. So Andy Reid clearly is a little further on than Bruce Arians, but you can't blame. You can't like fault them. Listen, the cheeseburger didn't tell Andy Reid to put it in his mouth. Right. No, but he, he only does it for, for victories. Okay, so obviously they've won obviously, a lot of games. Obviously, the last he, few years. So he's well, he wins every single week, so he eats yeah. a lot of cheeseburgers. That's I mean, and that's his victory uh, reward to himself. We all need to have a cheat day. His cheat day happens to be Sunday. So, um, and sometimes they lose. You know, at t- twice a season they might lose. I like on how accident. you mix that cheat day in as a double entendre. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I I was totally doing that. AFC West. Raider, oh, right. Raider, Raiders fans know what we're talking about. And, um, oh, yeah, I mean, the first person who was subject to Tom Brady's cheating ways was our guy, Charles Woodson. You know, our guy. That's our guy. That's Chuck. That's young Chuck right there, the greatest Packers cornerback uh, who's ever played for the Green Bay Packers. Um, but we don't need to talk about uh, the Tuck play. I feel like that's been talked about enough. That's been dissected more than, than the, uh, the the Zabruski film. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Did I, did I, did I fuck that up? Zabrinsky. Zab- edit number thirty nine. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Uh, the um, Janikowski. No, the video of uh, <laughs> of JFK getting shot. Oh Jesus! Well, yeah, what was that called? JFK. Uh, Zapruder. The Zapruder film. Yeah, the Tuck play has been dissected more than the Zapruder film. That's uh, a good joke. That's a great joke. <laughs> Gotta write that one down. The Zabrinsky. I said Zabrinsky. Well, yeah. Tabrinsky. Tabrinsky, yeah. Tabrinsky. All right. Looping back around to the Green Bay Packers. And we've got a little bit to talk about with the Green Bay Packers. Um, First things first, the Packers both should have won the NFC Championship and simultaneously didn't deserve to win the NFC Championship. It's almost like Schrodinger's Championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, they had so many opportunities to that they didn't capitalize on that I can't even be that mad about the poor officiating throughout the game. Um, and most of the time, the refs were just kind of letting things go, which I, at the end of the day, prefer. But it was when the refs decided to not swallow their whistle in the, in the final two minutes that it really broke my heart. Um, but it's, it's hard to even be that upset just knowing that the Packers had four turnovers and six points, three picks, um, mm-hmm. no touchdowns off any of those turnovers, and uh, Aaron Rodgers having a chance um, inside the red zone, uh, uh, not capitalizing, I, throwing it across his body into triple coverage instead of trying to run to gain a few yards even. He could have had a touchdown, maybe. Um, that breaks my heart a little bit more. Yeah, well, I mean, do, do you think that Ndamukong Sue chasing him down has something to do with him throwing instead of running? I think that he was a little shook from getting sacked so many times throughout the game. Um, well, because Ndamukong Sue is going to end his career if he touches But, him. like, you can look at footage of that last play. Uh, he had the entire right side of the field open for at least five yards, maybe a touchdown. Sure. Um, and Aaron's been pretty quick on his feet this year, you know? Yeah, he squats he had, 400 and five pounds yeah he squats a lot he can press a lot he's a and he's faster than he's looked in years past his calf is probably a lot healthier his ankles and knees are probably a lot healthier his hips all of it you know and he's been running well but he just for whatever reason he decided to uncharacteristically throw it all the way across his body into triple coverage and it probably should have been picked off right um honestly like now that i've had time to dissect it i think that the game actually played out a little bit like it was supposed to in the sense that you're talking about a second-year head coach that has had an insane amount of success for absolutely no reason other than he's had Aaron Rodgers and zero talent outside of Aaron Jones and Zadarius Smith and Devontae Adams, right? You look at the Bucks roster. They have a veteran coach. They have the guy that's won everything. Well, they sold out 
to get a lot of talent this year. They, right. got, they went and got Gronk. They went and got a, a Antonio That's what I'm Brown, saying. If Mr. you think about Mr. the big ten- chest. Yeah, well, nobody calls him that anymore. You, you I call, call him that anymore. No, well, it's, it's called reference humor, okay? It's meta, all right, <laughs> at this point. Well, well, the meta thing would be calling him something like Mr. Mr. Um, uh, 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 Mr. Balloon uh, Child, because he showed up in a hot air balloon to practice that one time. Um, and I think he's going to even top that in the Super Bowl. I think that he's going to ride into the Super Bowl like hanging on a harness from a blimp. Uh, he's going to come in on the Goodyear blimp. One ri- thing that's guaranteed, like he a, will not win MVP of the Super Bowl. There's no way that... They Antonio throw, Brown? There's no way that they give Antonio Brown no. MVP. Even no if way. he has 200 yards. 200, 250 yards nope. and two, three give touchdowns. Give it to Brady. Give it to yeah, Brady. Yeah, they're going to give it to Brady. Of yep. course they're going to give it to Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or they're going to give it to Bruce Arians. Uh, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I'm give him a cheeseburger. I, I, I just think that if you look at the Packers versus Bucks game and the amount of talent that is completely leaning toward the Bucks' entire roster, I'm talking special teams, defense, offense, they have the best freaking line on the defense in, in the NFL. Line is really good. The, they have, if Antonio Brown is your third best wide receiver, that is freaking messed up. I agree. You know what I mean? And so, like, yeah, and they, they formed mean, a super team. That's a They sec- basically have two number one receivers. Why don't I they think call Godwin them that? would be a number one guy in, on a lot of teams. No doubt. And Mike Evans is a, is a giant. Um, he's a man amongst boys out there. And, um, you know, he, he's kind of like a 50 50 ball guy most of the time, but, like, he can just go up and can make some of the most amazing catches I've ever seen. He's a big, strong man. He's a big, strong man. He's got big, strong hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, he likes to catch the ball. He likes to catch the ball <laughs> with his hands, sometimes 18 feet in the air. Uh, I'm just saying, dude, like, that, the, the Bucks on paper have a better roster than the Packers do, and the only way we were able to stay in that game is by Aaron's unconsciously good football play. Yes. Him throwing it away when he needs to. Yes. Yeah, you got to game manage it a little bit, but, dude, with his freaking arm, like, we could win any game no matter what the talent is as long as you just give us enough games to do it. It's just that it was basically Mike Evans versus Kevin King, and that's what it came down to. And it did. It came down to that at the very end. Wait, was Mike Evans getting targeted on that play? Oh, I don't... I don't think so. I don't, I don't remember. But Doesn't I'm, matter. I'm, all I know is he was covering Scotty, Scotty whatever his face is, on that last play of the, second, uh, the first half. <sighs> Which I is basically why that play. Mike Pettin lost his job on yeah. that freaking play. And then, of course, Kevin King holding on to the jersey on that uh, on that third down play. Yeah, see, in, like, in hindsight, I don't I don't really blame Kevin King so much as I blame the the defense because like they didn't do anything to try to stop like change throughout the you know like the Patriots are known for we're going to go into halftime we're going to change the scheme and well the offense did too the offense changed the scheme. A lot better than the defense did. Um, it felt like... I mean, the defense had some really good breaks mm-hmm. in the second half. I, Jair um, was in the right place at the right time twice. Yes. And that was amazing. Um, but And then the offense couldn't capitalize it. It was like the offense only played well when they were down by two scores or more. And then when they got within one score, they just kind of petered out. The defense was doing everything they could, which really wasn't much. They were still letting the Patriots get easy first downs. And then, you know, a couple turnovers. Um, how many sacks did we have in that game? Uh, did Brady get touched at all by any did, human? Did he? I don't know. I, I don't believe that. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. We might have had a sack. I, yeah, I don't know. Zadarius and Preston and Rashawn Gary uh, were nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I, I do wonder if we could have maybe, like, at least pushed it into overtime with Bakhtiari because that line is so freaking brutal. But honestly, like I said, the talent is just too much to overcome. Mm-hmm. Like you have, you would have. They'd have to play the worst game. We'd have to play our best game, and they already showed us what they were capable of whenever we played them earlier in the season. So like, I'm not surprised that they beat us. I'm just upset that we made so many mistakes. Yeah. You know, not to blame anybody in particular except Mike Pettin. Definitely blame Mike Pettin and uh, 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 his main guy, Kevin King. Um, both of whom should be gone. I mean, Mike Pettin is confirmed to be gone. Kevin King is probably going to be gone after this offseason. I don't see us re-signing him, uh, which brings us to our next topic of conversation, which is free agents, mm-hmm. which we have a lot of. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a lot of free agents, a lot of big-name free agents just looking at this list, and it's making me really sad. Um, big ones I'm seeing, we got Corey Lindsley, uh, uh, all-pro center. Uh, Lane Taylor is a good rotational guard. Um, we got uh, both of our running backs, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, are both unrestricted free agents. Um, 
Chandon Sullivan, uh, cornerback, free safety, Will Redmond, uh, wide receiver, Alan Lazard, wide receiver, Malik Taylor, tight end, Robert Tunyon, and uh, safety, Raven Green. Um, some of those guys are restricted free agents, um, so the Packers will have a lot more control over their future. But still, a lot of these guys are going to be gone. I think the big ones that are going to be gone are probably Aaron Jones, Tyler Lancaster, um, Kevin King, and uh, we're probably going to keep Shannon Sullivan. I want to. I really want. I really hope we do. I, I like him a lot as a cornerback. Yeah, I think he's a great slot corner. If I that's think where he had he a plays. really good season. Um, uh, right. Like under underrated a bit. Um, but a solid season. I think he was the only player on the defense that had a touchdown, or maybe the only player in the secondary that had a touchdown. This uh-huh. year he had a pick six. Um, and uh, uh, he finished the season with 41 tackles, 32 solo. Pretty solid. India, he had the one pick. Yeah, I like Sullivan. I like if, if we're not going to re-sign Kevin King, then mm-hmm. that's, that's just take the cheaper option. and He yeah. can develop into something that's as good as Kevin King or better, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, Kevin King is, I feel like, a little bit longer, mm-hmm. um, but probably not as fast. Uh, and I think that we could also still go after more cornerbacks uh, in the draft. You know, like, we can get someone. Jair is obviously an all-pro, great, great defensive back. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as we get a guy on the other side that's competent, uh, Which Kevin King, you know, I thought Kevin King was looking good at the beginning of the season, but just as the season went on, he just got worse and worse, and it was just kind of like that last game was just a cherry on top well, of see, a really disappointing year. Now I'm wondering if us or the Packers not letting Mike Pettin come back and giving Kevin King a cheap contract because he played so bad, but they're basically going to say it's because you had Dom Kager's type two. I say let him hit free agency, see if any other team wants to overpay him <laughs> the bears <laughs> and uh and then you know like let that happen uh and um yeah and then and then we'll kind of go from there right um there's also players that could have their contract restructured i've heard adrian amos might i've heard that we might move on from adrian amos um even though he led the team in tackles yeah, anytime your safety is leading the team in tackles, uh, your defense is not good. Well, both of our safeties led the team in tackles. We also Adrian, don't have Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I think the biggest ones we need to re-sign are Corey Lindsley. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to keep Lane Taylor. But, yeah. Uh, Chandon Sullivan, we've already talked about. Um, Jamal Williams. I would say Jamal Williams over Aaron Jones. Um, which some people might disagree with, some people might agree with, and um, Alan Lazard is—he's—I see Alan Lazard as our number two guy mm-hmm. on the on the receiving group. Um, and uh, let's get rid of Malik Taylor. Oh, and Robert Tunyon, obviously. Bobby Touchdown. Yeah, he, we got to keep Bobby Touchdown um, for the long for as long a time as he's good. But yeah, let Malik Taylor walk. You know, let Tyler Lancaster walk. Um, I don't know about like people like Snacks Harrison who didn't play um, really at all this year. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like I would love us to re-sign Mercedes Lewis, even though he's, you know, getting up there in age. He's still a great veteran presence. Good blocker. He's got good hands. Yeah, yeah. And Aaron Rodgers talks about Aaron Rodgers all loves Mercedes Lewis. Yeah. yeah. Let Tavon Austin walk. Let Tyler Irvin walk. Um focus on maybe draft a return specialist well yeah or go like after we, a guy in free agency like we should have done last season yeah and maybe is... someone that'll fit this new system we just uh actually promoted um i mean it was a few days ago but we promoted uh internal uh new special teams coordinator um yeah that's good that is uh the heck was his name uh marie Strayton. Maurice Drayton, who was a Mike McCarthy hire, um, used to be a, an assistant coach for the Indianapolis Colts. So, or no, he used to be a, a special teams coordinator, I think, for the Indianapolis Colts. So hopefully um, he can improve our bottom five special teams, uh, 29th in the league. Um, and, uh, 
we should never forget how important special teams are, even though everyone wants to undersell their importance. Uh, obviously, they're a third of the game, and it's an important aspect. If you have a bad special teams, then you have a bad team. Uh, look no further than the 2010 San Diego Superchargers. <laughs> Jesus. Um, there's a great uh, video by John Boys um, about that team. It's, it's really wonderful. sad. Wonderful. Yep. Oh, and then Raven Green. I think Raven Green is another guy we should definitely re-sign. Just because of his last name. Yeah, and he's been a really solid um, uh, safety for us, especially if we move on from Adrian Amos. I see Raven Green as a guy that can come in and kind of take over in the in the short term. Um, he had an interception this year, uh, five passes defended, a forced fumble, one and a half sacks, and 44 tackles, and he played in 10 games. That's pretty solid. So uh, bring him back. Um, if he can put a full season together, I think he's he's good enough to be a starter. Well, see, that's the thing that I like about this team is we if we do move on from Kevin King, you got some guys that potentially could step up. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Raven Green would be playing cornerback. I mean, just looking at PFR, he doesn't even have like a, an official position. But I know that he's been playing safety most of the time. Maybe maybe nickel corner. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think he also plays like some kind of utility back like pass rushing and stuff like that gotcha um, yeah um and then yeah and then it's uh you know aaron jones the big probably the biggest undra- unrestricted free agent we have this year um i see the packers letting him walk um we have aj Dillon on the back burner who i think is ready to move into a starting role and then jamal williams we can resign as a, with a backup contract yeah, I, I hope so. That. And I mean, if we move on from Swerve and Irvin, obviously we're going to either pick somebody up or draft somebody. Uh, Swerve and Irvin doesn't really have much use in our offense. Like a lot of what we were trying to do with him, we can do with. Right. Well, it's like it's funny because like if Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are undersized, then what does that make Swerve and Irvin? Uh, he's very small. He is a he's a tiny person. And for whatever reason, he wasn't good enough to return kicks this year because we no. wouldn't assign Tavon Austin if he was good enough. And then Tavon so, Austin was ineffective. So yeah, I'm not sure exactly what his role would be if he stays on the team. So I don't really see any point mm-hmm. in keeping him whenever we have AJ Dylon. Yes, the five greatest rappers. Of all time. Dylon spits hot fire. Yes. I think that A.J. Dillon is, is going to be good for us. I see him as sort of like a... Um, Derrick Henry. A Derrick Henry. Just not a first round Derrick, a second round Derrick Henry. A second hound, a second round, second hound, second round Derrick Henry. I think he's going <laughs> to, I think he's going to come up in a big way next year. I think that we have a few players who could come up in a big way next year. Um, I really want to see a progression from our wide receivers as a unit. You know, you got guys like Equinemius and... MVS, Alan Lazard, I think all those guys could step up a bit more. Yeah. Um, so have bigger uh, roles aside from just being the guy that's not Devontae. And, you know, maybe in the draft we could go after um, uh, Equinemius's brother, mm. who's, I think, going to be declaring for the draft, and we could probably snag that guy. Didn't know that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I think he's one of the top-rated receivers, actually, in, the, in this year's draft. Right. Um, I haven't really done much research on draft prospects. I don't really follow college football, but I do know that he's he's going to be a featured receiver in the draft this year, and we could go after him and then have the uh, the St. Brown brothers. St. Brown. It would be pretty cool. Um, I just hope that we pay J.J. Watt all the money. Oh yeah, that's the last thing that we really need to talk about. I mean, we don't need to. T- we, there's not much to talk about. We just really hope that yeah. that the Packers go after JJ. Watt. I hope we get his robotic left arm. Yes, on back in Wisconsin, and he can start tearing shit up, and then the D train will finally be the JJ D train. The JJ D train. Yes. Um. Yeah, I could see that uh, being a, a reality. I know he's a big Packer fan. I, I know that that shit doesn't change when you're from Wisconsin you're a Packer fan for life even if you play for a different team for 15 years or however long he's been in the league now yeah Um, he's the face of Houston but he is a Wisconsin boy at heart he doesn't need to put any more money into that town nah nah he's good he's 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 done enough he's He's done enough he saved them from a hurricane yeah good job JJ good job JJ you win in real life good job JJ um yeah and that's just about it i think in terms of updates news and things that we want to talk about i just want to reiterate how much i hate tom brady oh yeah no i really am not happy that tom brady's in the super bowl again i i will say that i would be much happier that um if 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 the packers were in the super bowl and i'm really upset that we decided to start our podcast this week 
Yeah. You know, thinking that the Packers were going to be in the Super Bowl, but instead we just have to be sad. And it really would have been called the State um, Farm Bowl, like you said. The State Farm which Bowl. Which just would have been... But instead now... Every single the, commercial would have been... It's the State Farm Half Bowl. Yeah. At least the better quarterbacks in there. And I'm talking about Patty Mahomes. Patty Mahomes. I was going to say, I, I don't want <laughs> I don't want to hear you say that Tom Brady is better than Aaron. Like He's Tom Brady's had more... Yes. Thank you. Um... And uh, I, uh, if anyone hasn't seen um, Barry McCockner's uh, breakdowns of Tom Brady on YouTube, I highly recommend checking them out. He really knows how to break down a, a wonderful quarterback <laughs> like Tom Brady and show just really show examples of why Tom Brady has been so good over the years and how he's been able to sustain success for this long. Uh, that's Barry McCockner He's on even YouTube. more sarcastic than we are. I, I think that he might be the least sarcastic person on YouTube. <laughs> Actually, I think that everything he says, he's such a straight shooter. He just tells it like it is, and um, yeah, he has a lot of really insightful. Did he make a video say. about uh, the Green Bay Bucks? I game? think he did. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, I God. think he did a, a breakdown of Tom Brady in the NFC Championship. So, um, so if you've made it this far in the podcast, uh, you can go check that video out. Um, it doesn't Don't worry, affect us at all. It. We are the only ones. We have no partnerships uh, with Barry McCockner. I am sorry that my phone just did a Zelda jingle. Um, please don't sue us, Nintendo. So uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been complete awfulness, and hopefully it wasn't uh, completely awful. Um, or hopefully it was. Hopefully we lived up to the name. Um, we'll be back next week uh, with our reactions and takeaways from the big game. Um, winners, losers, and everything in between. Who will walk away as the MVP? Find out next week. Go Chiefs. Fuck Tom Brady. For Kyle Baker, I am Quinn Abelson. And this has been the inaugural episode of Complete Awfulness. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. Yes,